You're listening to the Talker Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, that should be important to you, and then dive into our community and answer some great questions from our community members. So how was your week, Chris? Or I guess little, last two weeks, technically, but... A little slow. A little slow. Mm-hmm. Been pretty crazy for me. Yeah. Teaching people <laughs> software is difficult sometimes. <laughs> but, but we're getting there. We're getting there, so... It's it's fine, yeah. Just that, and um, getting caught up on anime. We're 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 almost caught up on the current season. We were getting a little behind, and then we had to add another day of anime watching just to get caught up. But I think we're about we're about to the three episode point for most all the shows, and then hopefully by next weekend we'll have a good four episodes in for the first impressions, and then we can. See if some of that fat can be turned off of there because there's a couple shows that I have zero interest in. We want to make sure that we give everything a, a shot and an impression for it. So, yeah, that hypno mic show, it's special, very special. Ah, uh, yeah, we can talk about some Genshin, but we can probably leave that for for later. That way. People that want the anime stuff and not the Genshin's can skip the later part. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how people were about our discussion about Genshin or not. I don't know if they want to hear us talk about it weekly like we did with Fate Grand Order. So, yeah, we'll just dive into the, the news. That seems important to us. It should be important to you because it's important to us and and get things going because we have a lot of stuff this week. Like a lot of stuff happened over the last couple of weeks, so so all the all cool. the news that we wanted in the previous discussion didn't happen, so it's all here. Yeah, I think the only reason the previous discussion was long is because we talked for like thirty minutes about Genshin and back, so it worked out in the end. I don't know, but no, a lot of exciting news this week, and that's that's why I said it was very very cool. I mean, I think technically this last year has been pretty uh, sketchy when it comes to what we're getting anime wise. There was the the fear that a lot of things are going to have to change in order to move forward just because of the pandemic. But I, I think the things are looking like they should be better next year. I think a lot of this news is for next year, unfortunately. But uh, at least the big news is for next year. But it is what it is. Hopefully things will be better next year. And then we can focus on watching I, fun shows. I don't know. I think the entire world is holding their breath right now. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably. But yeah, first bit is that Retro Crush has added some new titles to their catalog, or they're going to be adding new titles to their catalog in November. Uh, first one we have is Kite Liberator is going to be hitting on November 6th. Uh, Go Shogun, the Time Entrangler. Uh, is this Entrangler? It is Entrangler. It's probably weird because it has a weird thing on the E, so it's probably like Autrangler or something like that. Uh, that is hitting November 6th. I don't 6th. see an L in there at all, so. Tringer. Etringer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Yamibo, Darkness, The Hat, and The Travelers of the Books, November 13th. Uh, see, Dragon Half is going to hit November 13th. Cyborg 009, The Cyborg Soldier, is hitting November 20th. Uh, and then the big one that probably most people are pretty excited about is Kimigori Kur- uh Kimaguri Orange Road is hitting on November 20th. That includes the original series, the OVA, OAV, and the movie. So, pretty pretty big pickup for them. Uh, for those that don't know, Retro Crush is basically a free streaming service that you can get apps for on different devices. And, like I said, they're completely free. So, you can just 
watch them. They have ads, of course, to support them, but the the next uh, of the free classic anime type services that has tried to make it and survive. So thankfully, this is a kind of a good sign for them that they're still bringing in new stuff. Um, so support them if that's something that you are a big fan of is the classic animes. We always have that argument of why people pirate is because the these new stre- streaming services don't have older titles. Well, here you go. Support it. Probably going to go and, and watch Kite. Yeah. It's one of my one of the shows from my artists, so. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun show, very action packed. I've watched it before, just be an excuse to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know and if it's get the... my little bit of support in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to watch Kamigoda Kimagoda for a long time. Um I don't remember any of it. And I'd love to watch it again. I was thinking of picking up the Blu-rays, but they've been pretty pricey and I haven't really wanted to dump that much money into something. I don't know if it's aged very well. <laughs> Kind of like the Ranma series. Like, I want to pick up the Ranma series, but they're just kind of pricey. So, yep. Cool news, cool news. And next one we have here is the first promo has been posted for Redo of Healer TV anime adaptation. Of course, that is the one based off the light novel, which is the uh, Kaifuku Jutsushi no Yari Naoshi uh, Sokushi Maho skill copy no choitsu heal so a redo of healer uh this is listed as january 2021 premiere so they're looking for a winter 2021 uh the revenge fantasy stories fo- uh, follows uh Kayarga, Kayarga, a healer who is used to used and tossed around by his fellow adventurers on the assumption that healers cannot fight on their own however when he achieves the ultimate healing magic and heals the world itself, he goes back four years and to redo his life. So, yeah, this is one of those, what are they calling it? The the dark isekais or whatever, revenge isekais. So, definitely keep an eye out for that one. I think we've talked about this one before. It's just finally we have a trailer out for it, so you can search out for that and check it out. It looks pretty good. I think the only thing that kind of bothers me is it's it's already showing derpy faces, and we all know how much Andrew loves his anime derpy faces. Like the main character. I think it's the main character. Looking all stupid and psychotic. I don't know. There's that. There's that. It'll be interesting to see. Yep. I also say the character designs are kind. Some of them are pretty generic looking. I mean, they're good character designs, but... Some of them look pretty generic, so hopefully they're not generic characters. Next, actually fun show. We'll see. Moving on, we have Kimono Jaihen TV anime. It's getting uh, a January 10th premiere date. Um, apparently, the English title is Monster Incidents, and it's based off of a manga by Shao Aimoto. And the studio Aijaido is going to be doing that. And this one's, the manga starts in a quiet rural village where many domestic animals die unnatural deaths in a strange incident. To resolve the incident, an odd-looking man from Tokyo who gets the name Inugami comes to the town to investigate. In the town, he meets a young boy who has a mysterious air about him called Dorotabo. So, 
not a very catching synopsis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just getting nothing from that. It's like, things are dying. Guy shows up to check it out. Curious boy there. I don't know. We'll see. The dog god comes to save the day. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. Check that out if that sounds interesting to you. A lot of interesting titles for January. Uh, pretty um, mixed on this news, but we, we knew that the uh, second season of Be the Beginning was coming, but we finally got a debut uh, time frame, which is 2021, so at least now we know it's coming next year, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, Netflix has revealed that the title for the new sequel for Be the Beginning will be Be the Beginning Succession. And they, and this is kind of semi-spoiler warning because they do are giving a plot line for the second season. But after Keith and Cuckoo solve the incident successfully, the world has be- regained its composure in the months since then. Keith returns to the RIS to conduct his own investigation, and Cuckoo is living a peaceful life with Yuna. They are visited by Kiri Sami who was once uh, supposed to have broken up with Kuro and in death, was supposed to have broken up with Kuro in death at the Fara Blanca Institute. So, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixed because I don't remember if I kind of clearly stated it in the review of it, but I wasn't really sure. I'm kind of mixed on this show. It has a lot of really good things going for it. Love a lot of the style and everything in it. Um, it just had kind of some some meh points in it. So I'll definitely be checking this one out. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's getting a sequel and it's going to continue on. That it was successful enough that they want to bring more into it. So it was kind of a fear with a lot of the Netflix stuff that a lot of stuff will be kind of one and dones and they'll kind of move on from them. But yeah, cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. They broke up or they separated Hmm? They broke up or they separated. I'm assuming that's a that's a bad translation. Probably. I I don't remember the characters' names, so uh, I can't really tell you <laughs> one way or another with a lot of that stuff. So, uh, next bit of news: Crunchyroll has announced that they will be streaming the anime film Forgiven in 2021, and they have a YouTube channel. And they have a trailer on their YouTube channel for the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. So if you want to check that out, you can go check it out. Um, but yeah, for those that are big fans of Given, you can check out. Uh, you won't have to worry about where it's actually going to be here in the, in the United States. So at least I think they have uh, North America, Central America, South America, Europe, Africa, Oceania, Oceania, and the Middle East. And the Commonwealth of Independent States. So there you go. Cool, cool, cool. Excited for more given? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, pretty big news for those that are fans of Hanasaki Roha, like myself. PA Works uh, digital label PA Books has revealed that Hanasaki Roha will be getting a digital sequel book. Uh, this is being written by Toru uh, Fujimoto and titled Hanasaki Roha Itsuka Saku Basho, or The Place the, That Blooms. Uh, some days so and they said the book is set seven years after the closure of kishizo at the end of the television anime ahana uh who wants to become sui shijima 
uh, shows her determination to revive the Hot Springs Inn, leaving her Tokyo life behind again. She reunites with the adult, uh, as an adult, with those she once knew, and meets people who may help to bring Kishito back to life. Hmm. Pretty cool. I kind of sounds good. Yeah, I really do like the kind of after story type stuff. This is kind of set, yeah, seven years later, which is kind of a jump. Now they're kind of adults. Would hope that this eventually gets an anime adaptation, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to be, if it's just a really quick kind of one-shot thing, or if they're going to actually have uh, multiples, but um, really cool. Really cool to see my girls again. Definitely excited for that. Hopefully somebody over here will, at least if it doesn't get an adaptation, somebody will at least translate it and publish it in the in the States. That would be, please, be cool, please. Let's see. Kageki Shoujo manga is to get an anime adaptation in 2021 as well. Uh, that is titled Kageki Shoujo. But it will be based on the Kimiko Saki's manga Kageki Shoujo Season Zero. So it's actually a later manga, not the first manga. Uh, like the, and the synopsis is like the Takara Zuka re- review. The young women who got to start the Arts Academy Koka Kageki High School play all the parts of musical theater. Be they female or male, Narada Ai is a jaded former idol performing female roles. Her roommate playing male roles is bright-eyed country girl Watanabe Sarasa. Uh, from the school to the stage to the rest of their lives, there is no challenge these young women uh, can't face with their passion for performance. So, probably similar to Revy Starlight. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Pine Jam will be doing this series, so decent studio. Is the is the Revy Starlight in Takarazuka? I don't think so. I think Revy Starlight was an anime original, wasn't it? it wasn't a manga. Well, I guess technically they could have wrote the original anime, but no, it's Kanata Nakamura was for Revue Starlight. Right, but where was the town that they were in when they... Oh, the town? Or the academy? Ah. Uh, Seisho Musical Se- Academy? Okay. Music so it, it, it... There's not going to be any giraffes, Chris. No, I was just saying, is there... <laughs> was it, it, I wonder if there... How much of a tie-in to each other there was, and it doesn't look like there's much of any tie if there is. Yeah. I think the only tie is going to be that they're they're doing review play kind of stage stuff. So yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, check that out if you. I think if you enjoyed review start, you'll probably want to be looking out for that. Just again, don't expect giraffes. Wakari must. Nope, no giraffes. <laughs> uh, Fake Grand Order. Epic of Remnant Woman of Agartha manga is entering its final stage, as announced by the mangaka Hideo Takanaka. As well as some other ones ending is uh, Kumiko Suikane's Versales of the Dead manga is ending with its fifth manga. And Yoshitaka Ushiki's Dream Eater Mary manga is ending November with its 24th volume. I think we talked about the fact that Dream Eater Mary was getting... To its ending, so I need to find that one. I need to find if anybody is publishing that. Do you know? 
Not that I know of. Uh, I think we actually mentioned it a couple of mu- uh, months ago. Yeah, we ago. talked about it coming to its ending. And I was probably back then wondering if anybody had it back then. And I don't know if I found anybody. Yeah, it doesn't have anybody listed as a publisher on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. That's a bummer. I might have to... I'm going to have to read it in ways that I don't want to have to read it. But if nobody's got it publishing, then and at this point, from this far into it, Go nobody back has to that it. screen you were just on. Going back to page I was just on. Hit that buy from. Hitting the buy from. Unavailable. It's the Japanese mm. version. So, yeah. Bummer. If anybody, know if anybody knows that they, if somebody has it, then let me know. But I, I don't think anybody does. I know that some stuff does pop up on Amazon from here and there. That has uh, they toss it on their Kindle app? So, mm, yeah. If you guys are a fan of any of those, be excited for their conclusion. I guess, like I said, I, I always enjoy the fact there's an actual conclusion to things. Sometimes. I get a little uneasy getting into a series when I don't even know if they're going to have some kind of conclusion to it. And it's just going to keep pumping manga volumes every two years like some certain other <laughs> mangaka from a certain series berserk. Yeah. All right. Uh, some news for the PS5 buyers. All two of you that managed to get a, a PS5 because the scalpers botted the crap out of that whole botched pre-order sells. Uh, Crunchyroll, Netflix, YouTube, and Funimation will all be having apps available to them at launch for the PS5. So, cool stuff. Also, Disney Plus. I know a ton of people have that. Amazon Prime and Hulu is getting one later. But yeah, that's cool. It's all you fans there. You don't have to worry about that too much. Uh, let's see, Clamp, fans of Clamp, their series uh, Tokyo Babylon manga is getting an anime adaptation that's going to be done by Gohans, so hopefully <laughs> hopefully Gohans will chill out a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. It's already started. <laughs> no, I'm not seeing crazy psychotic panning of camera angles like there. I see lens flares everywhere. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that kind of stuff. I just I've been complaining about it since I mean I don't I don't I don't mind you know that fluidity of kind of motion of the camera but they were just getting a little bit too crazy. Like literally I think that half the show was just a camera spinning around characters. But no I, I love the flares and the and the special effects they put into it just Chill on the camera panning. That's fine. See, that that's panning, but it's not well, too bad. I think that what it is that bothers me so much, because I love their artwork. I really do. I love their, 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 um, their animation. I think what bothers me the most is the, the, um, the lens flares, te- they, they, it tends to oversaturate everything. And so it just looks like a, I don't know how to better describe it. It looks like it's over, there's too much of the, of certain colors, and so it doesn't look right to me. weren't a fan of the new Star Trek, were you? No. <laughs> uh, it's going to be titled Tokyo Babylon 2021. I liked the out- at- actors doing the parts, but no. The lens flares didn't didn't yeah. much care for it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's a, there's a trailer available for it, so you guys can check that out if you can search for it. Um, the synopsis they have for it is, 
in um, it's 1991, the last day of Japan's bubble economy and money and elegance run through the streets. Uh, so do the current currents of darkness beneath them, nourishing evil spirits that only the art of Onmyoji, Japan's legendary occultists, can combat. The two most powerful Onmyoji are the unlikely guys are in the unlikely guise of a handsome young uh, veterinarian, uh, Sai Shiro, and the teenage heir to the ancient Sumaragi clan, Subaru. So, I don't think we've ever had a main character who is a veterinarian. That's new. <laughs> That's a new one for me. I don't, I don't know that veterinarians are very successful in Japan just because... There can't and be. And it always seemed like there's like this big boon against having pets and apartments and stuff. At least from my perspective of watching anime. I, I did not say that that is, that is, I'm not stating that that is fact. <laughs> so excited besides the fact that it's Clamp or uh, um, Gohan's? Yeah. Okay. I like Clamp and I like Gohan's per se, so. Per se. Yeah, I think, I think, um, it, it is funny because I, I think my, perspective on Gohan's is really kind of clouded by the fact that I just loved the original K series. Uh, wasn't too much of a fan of um, the second season, but I really loved the original K series and really did enjoy Mardok Scramble. It's just they've had a lot of... Their, their recent offerings have not been good at all. Handshakers and those are sequels or Handshakers. They just they, they need to get back to the basics. Back to the basics. Now, I think that's what they're doing here because they have a lot of pretty boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the basics of pretty boys, and you'll be fine. And if they team up with Clamp, I'm sure that'll be an awesome story. So, and I'm sure Clamp won't allow them to to do anything bad with their stuff. So, there you go. Uh, the official Twitter account for the series has uh, for the this particular series has announced that Kaguya-sama: Love Is War is getting a third season and an OVA. The OVA is set to launch in 2021. But I don't believe we have... Oh, yeah, the second season will be premiering in April, so... 2021 for the OVA and the the new... Oh, no, never mind. That's the second season. So we'd have no date for the third season. So, be excited for that. Excited? Oh, definitely. More more Kaguya Summer Love is War. Now, I think we mentioned the review of that one. It's kind of like one of those series that every time, you know, more comes up, you're thinking, it's going to get old eventually, isn't it? <laughs> it never does. It's like a formula that should get old, but it never does. They just keep pulling off greatness every single episode. So, except for the like we mentioned, we weren't too sure about him getting kind of serious with um, what's his face's backstory and his. I wonder if those were just one-off. I, I think those were probably just one-off things. Yeah, because it didn't fit the tone of the entire yeah. show whatsoever. <laughs> so. I know. Maybe I mean, they we'll may do it. They may do it a couple more times for other characters, yeah. but I doubt yeah. that they'll could. But yeah, that's that's super exciting. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, also, some other good news is Kimiga Nozomu Ian visual novel is getting an English version, and this was uh, announced by Mavlove franchise staff during a live stream. Um, they uh, stated that they were going to get an English adaptation of that one, and they were also. Uh, said that the game is also getting a manga adaptation, so... I don't know if I should be highly, highly suspect of this this uh, game in any way, shape, or form. I probably will not want to touch it with a 20-foot pole. Um, just saying. 
anything having to do with Muv Love, I'm a little bit suspect of. It was a pretty tragic story, but I I want to say that I really liked the anime. I think I liked it. I'm scared of it. Just just from the term Muv Love. There's no I mean, mechas in it. Don't worry. Okay, is there is there freckle girls getting murdered? Uh, no, not technically. <laughs> so somebody cute is getting murdered. No, she doesn't have freckles. Somebody cute is getting murdered. N- no, murder's not a right word. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty. It's dark. It's it's like one of those. It's life. Life happens kind of stories. If I remember correctly, I'm I'm seeing confirmation in the synopsis that's written here, and I don't want to read the synopsis because I think it's technically spoiler, so I'm not going to read it. So yeah, I, like I said, I think I liked it. So check that out. <laughs> check it out if you want. Um, man, 2003 was the anime. It's back there. Yeah. And it was titled Rumble Hearts over here, so so you know how to find it. But yeah, that's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to see a, the... I think it's, it's been like that for quite a few years now, as all these companies are finally realizing, hey, if we actually get this stuff subtitled, or at least translated, then people over in the West will actually buy it, so... Well, this is Rumble Hearts. Yeah. Huh. And here I was thinking about going and watching that. <laughs> You can still watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Find my spot here. Mages has announced that they will be developing a Steinsgate Zero Elite game. And they additionally, they have revealed that they will be working on a new Steins Science Adventure project. And they specifically said that is not Steinsgate. <laughs> so don't expect more Steinsgate. Just expect Steins semicolon random word. As they always do with their random word, semicolon, random word titles. But no, that, that's cool. I, I I think I've I think I've enjoyed the two installments of Steins Gate. I have not touched any of the actual visual novels for any of them, but um, I've always enjoyed their work. So it's good to see more stuff coming out of their their gates. Excited? Ah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, the official site for World Witches franchise revealed that artwork for World Witches Hashin Shimasu TV anime. The visual highlights the un- uh, highlights the uniting of 501st Joint Fighter Wing from Strike Witches and the 502nd Joint Fighter Wing from Brave Witches, and they have slated to air on 2021. Uh, they also said they were pre- uh, going to be taking a similar approach to the 501st Joint Fighter Wing Takeoff series, which focused on the daily humorous life of the cast when not in battle. So, unfortunate. <laughs> as long as it doesn't turn out like that dang short. And that wasn't the short, was it? Takeoff wasn't that crappy short, was it? I don't know. Was it on Funimation or was it on Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll, I think. No! 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 Is the same studio? Oh, man. Like, I'm fine with them taking that model. It's just that show looked so terrible. Like, th- that was one of the few cases where I just couldn't get over the animation. It was just ruining it. It's like it was taking these characters I love so much and it just was butchering their, their visuals. Aka F? Is that the studio? Like, how many people have their hands in animating this? 
I was actually excited for this for a little bit. I was actually excited for this for a little bit. Yeah, they're using the same studio too. Please stop killing. And it's like, is it because it was still successful because of the fans still supported the crap out of it? That makes me very upset. I don't even know if I'm going to touch that. Well, if you enjoyed 501st Joint Fighter Wing Takeoff, I'm sure you don't mind. So there's somebody out there that's probably going to enjoy it. I love the franchise, but I did not like that at all. It really upset me. Like, really made me angry. So I will probably avoid it once I confirm that it's the same studio when it's coming out. Hopefully they'll change the studio. Doubt it, though. Let's get back to some good news. <laughs> Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Mage. Yeah, that went downhill real <laughs> fast, so... <laughs> it was like excitement. This is doing this in the, in the studio. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid manga is getting a spit-off. That did I say spit-off? I'm really angry, so I'm just saying random angry words. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid manga is getting a spin-off that focuses on Fafner. The uh this title is gonna be launching on November twenty-fifth, so Fafner was fun. Yeah, I think that that was one of the silly fun. Yeah. But then again, everything about that show was silly and fun, so. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a, uh, well, I think any of the character, any character in that show, I think can get its own spinoff and it'd be a lot of fun, so. It, yeah, I think, but one I think of them, one, is, one is in very particular different. would probably be a little bit scary to have done. <laughs> yes. And as much as I really raunchy stuff, <laughs> yeah. As much as I really, really, and and I, I may be thinking of a different character than you. The are, one but, that's with the little boy. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking the other one, the one with the Sundetta. And as much as I would love to have, oh yeah, that, she was my favorite. I would love to have that one, and I, I loved that particular. It literally felt like she they, had her own story because every time it cut to her, she was just alone somewhere, just being a office worker and trying to get food and stuff. Again, not the same character we're talking about. What I'm the hell the are you talking about? I'm talking about the lolly oh, and the Sundetta lolly. Well, that's boring. No, I th- they were a lot of fun, but they, they're the ones they were literally, that I, They were literally like they, half the show. They don't really need their own manga. <laughs> half they, the show they, is the is is Kobayashi and and the dragon, and then the the other half is basically the two little girls at school. And yeah. then, like every now and then, it's like, oh yeah, here's Fafner, by the way. Oh yeah, here here's the office worker girl, by the way. Oh, yeah, and here's the girl that's molesting the poor little boy. <laughs> Who yeah. was that? Uh, Quizzicotl? Yeah, Quizzicotl, yeah. Like, they all have, like, very recognizable names, which I'm like, I can't remember any of them. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that'll be fun. I, I think his, I think Fafner's would technically be the one that would be so kind of out of the norm that I think it would be technically the most deserving of having its own um, series, so... Good, good on Fafner and oh, apparently they already Wonder. have uh, Akana's Daily Life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then Elma's Office Lady Duty. So it looks like they've already all gotten their own. Which sad as we probably talked about it at some point, we just forgotten mm-hmm. already. Yeah, just how it is. That's how it is. Are you excited? Etatama is getting a new like anime, it. Chris. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Yeah. Did you already read the other part about it? No, I all I seen is characters I love. So, oh, uh, it's just a one episode short. Oh, you suck! <laughs> Why did you even bring this to me? Just a 
throw I hate you. Just to throw some excitement at you and then pull the rug out from under you. You totally did. But yeah, they uh, on the official website for Atatama, they announced that they will be doing a new anime, and it's going to be a one episode short. So, yay! And I, I guess it's one of those things where you kind of wonder: is it just they're going to advertise? Are they advertising a district or something like that? Um, the hope is, I guess, is that they may be testing the water to see if you know a lot of people want it. But um, yeah, in the announcement, the staff said that they want to deliver a fun and lively work befitting a Vetatama. So, I guess if you can find any way to support as possible, do that and and show them that we that you want more. So, it was a, definitely a unique show. So, wouldn't mind to see more of it. And not that it was my favorite show of all time at all. <laughs> I did love the character design of this stuff, though. So, uh, fans of World Trigger, the official website for World Trigger has announced that the new season is going to be premier- is going to be premiering on January 9th. So, we finally got a date for that new series. So, look forward to that. Uh, Sentai Filmworks has announced that they have licensed the Killing Bites anime. So, they finally over in the out of Japan, we can finally get the uncensored version of it and everything. Uh, this includes home video rights and digital distribution rights for the U.S., Canada, and U.K., Ireland, and Mexico. Canada. Yes, the Canada. <laughs> so cool stuff there. Maybe eventually they'll get a second season. And we can finally see what was up with that whole ending scene. That kind of just dropped on everybody's lap. Yeah. Excited for that. I'm glad Sentai Filmworks got it of, of any company. I think Sentai Filmworks. Because it wasn't that on... Um, we watched it on Amazon Prime, wasn't it? I think, that was yes, another one I those, think, I think it was another one of those ones we thought were going to die on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon. And I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the picture on their yeah, site. And... I think we're running out of shows that have been dead on there. Except for... except for um, Our Shogun Roku. No, Shogun Roku was Crunchyroll. Uh, well, either way, somebody's not putting it out. Onihei. <laughs> I think Oni is the only one that has not been picked up. Vinland Saga? I don't think Vinland Saga got picked up either. Vinland Saga. I'm sorry. I'm still mad about Shogun Roku. I want Shogun Roku. Will you please <laughs> release Shogun Roku? I've yeah. waited patiently for four years. Uh, it, it, it does make me wonder if Amazon ends up picking up some kind of... Um, and it makes sense that they would. Uh, that Amazon is picking up the home distribution rights at the same time they do the streaming rights. That way they can prevent other companies from buying the distribution and then selling it while they're trying to air, you know, air it. So it, it it's probably why we don't see immediately... Kokoku is another one. I don't think anybody picks up Kokoku yet. But I think they're picking up all this stuff and they're grabbing both licenses, streaming them. And then I think this the reason why we're seeing companies now picking up things like Killing Bites is that they're... Those licenses are probably finally coming up. So, good on Sentai Filmworks. Hey, Sentai Filmworks, if you can, go over there and get uh, Onihei and Kokoku and all those other ones as well. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> of course, I don't know how popular those ended up being. Unfortunately, probably less popular to the fact they were on Amazon Prime and nobody wanted to get Amazon Prime. So, there is that. Let's see, Katakawa streamed a teaser for a new project titled This Is It, Seisaku Shinko Shinonome Jiro, or This Is It, Production Assistant Jiro 
Shinonome. Uh, the teaser features a dialogue over a still featuring protagonist Jiro Shinonome, a jobless guy who will soon work on his older brother's anime prod, uh, production as a production assistant. And Jiro's friend, Inori Amamitsuki, uh, an anime fan who encourages encourages Jiro. So. Pretty cool. Uh, hopefully another... Something similar to something like Shirobako that we can enjoy watching. I think it's fun to be more taking a, a look at, you know, this particular character who seems younger and his probably possible love interest and in going into the job force, but... Always looking forward to it. Literally, it's just a still. Oh, well. <laughs> just, just, just telling it you. It looked like it. That's it, why it I didn't like click it. on it. I always click on it whenever there's something to see. It literally I, I is see just, a play button. I'm it trying. It literally to... is. Okay, I'm sorry. It does change one frame to this to this. Sorry, there is one change. Yeah, that's um. Sounds and sounds interesting though. It's um. I think it's an original. It should be original. I don't think there's any source material. So. Yuichiro Momose, who is the concept writer for Hypnosis Mike franchise, character and setting, is pinning the script for the project. That doesn't give you much hope, but okay. Mm-hmm. Watch <laughs> him start breaking into <laughs> random Mike or Please. Hit, uh, rap battles. Uh, or the anime they're making is going to be Hypnosis Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, manga creator Sekihiko Inoue, who did Comic Party and Murder Princess. Uh, is drawing the illustrations in the videos. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully their their first time really hitting something like this will be a home runner. We're not we're not saying that it's gonna be bad just because it's hypnosis Mike writer. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, let's see here. Got a lot of news came out of Netflix over the last week, so get ready for pretty much the next five things to be theirs. <laughs> maybe maybe the more like eight. Uh, first thing, Netflix announced a business alliance with Studio Naz, Science Saru, Mappa, and South Korean studio Studio Murr. Um, for those who don't know, Studio Murr is apparently they did the Legend of Korra and the Voltron Legacy Defender, a legendary defender, sorry. So, yeah. Um, Naz has been through, has not always turned out the best stuff, but I think they're getting better. I think Idea Invaded was, or It Invaded was definitely one of their, uh, was the recent one that definitely did step it up a lot. That show did look really good. Uh, Science Sauter, of course, has been a huge hit, like, recently with Keep Your Hands Off Izoken and Japan Sinks and all that kind of stuff. MAPPA, of course, we've always loved MAPPA. So that's a that's a lot of really big studios they're doing partnerships with. Of course, they recently, before this, did partnerships with Production IG, Wit Studio, and Bones. So looks like this is going to be their next kind of step in in finding new new talent and seeing what those studios can do. So interesting. That's an uh, an interesting move. I that's going to lock that more than likely will lock them in, and that kind of sucks in a way. It doesn't knock them in. Those all those other studios did stuff when they're working with with Netflix before, right? But they're but Netflix is going to get first dibs on everything that comes out of those, which is good for them. Well, that in, depends in on what the alliance that they're talking about. And from what I understand, this is more of a thing where they work with those companies to make anime. So if they are doing a partnership with them and putting their money out there, then 
they technically have all the rights to have those on their platform. I mean, there would be no reason for them to do any kind oh, of no, partnership that, and putting that, money into it. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's good for them. I'm not. I'm not. I. I, I don't. I'm not bashing the idea. I'm just saying that that's in in a way that sucks because that means Netflix is going to pick up most everything that they have. Just whatever they put money into. But yeah. We'll, it, I, we'll see how, how things work out in the future. I mean, I that's just something that I'm seeing. But you do understand that if NAS themselves does another show that they are not involved with Netflix with, they don't have to give it to Netflix. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because like with Studio and... And Bones, they all did other shows besides Great Pretender and Carol on Tuesday and Dragon Pilot and all those. Well, they were not on my, Netflix. The way I'm looking at it is this. They have not announced a partnership with them before. Now they're announcing a partnership. So what is the point? I mean, they've worked with them before. So what's the point in, in announcing a partnership if it doesn't mean that they're probably kind of locked into all their stuff? Because they announced their partnership with Bones and Witch Studio and production ig and those studios were not locked into netflix before okay it was only the shows that they did with netflix that they yeah great pretender had to go to netflix because netflix paid into it but no i'm what i'm really curious about in this is naz because we always talk about the fact that when we're doing our previews especially when we're talking about these shows we're going okay this show's coming Oh, it's this studio. This studio hasn't really done that much, or their previous offerings didn't look that good. They had a lot of production issues. We always kind of mention the fact that, well, it also has to kind of do with the fact of how much money is put into it. Some studios can pull off things better than others with lower budgets by hiding it better, but... What I'm really curious to see is we've always kind of heard the talks about Netflix coming in with the briefcase of money and saying, do what you want to do, you know, give us an amazing title to throw on our platform. And I'm really curious. And that, and that we're not sure if that is still happening. Netflix could probably come into these studios and they're, they're sitting there waiting, going, here it comes, here comes Netflix. They're going to have that big briefcase. And it's going to be, yeah, we used to do that, but we're only doing this now. Um, but I am really curious to see if, if Netflix does kind of give Naz a lot of money on a new title, if we can finally see the caliber of Naz. Because like I said, ID Invaded looked really good. And I mean, I still seen the rough edges here and there, but it looked really good for, for that studio. And they had a really good director behind that particular show, so I'm assuming they got a little more than usual. But they are a studio that has not always done insane stuff, so I'm excited to see you know, the caliber of them when they actually have a good budget going. We can assume there's still a good budget with that, so. I'm sure Science Sorrow will still be Science Sorrow. <laughs> and I'm sure Mappa will still always be Mappa, so. Um, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm, I'm excited for it. And then usually with these particular titles, they're, I mean, besides, like, Great Pretender, they still had a very long delay. Um, Carol and Tuesday had a delay as well, so I'm guessing these are the, technically the ones that they're highlighting here that still had those delays. I, I more like the fact that whenever Netflix has something that it's like simultaneously worldwide launched, those are a little bit more easier to stomach, even though I don't really particularly still care for the idea of you know all the episodes dumping at once and having to binge it. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> just 
just stop so we can stop having this argument. <laughs> stop <laughs> so we don't have this argument anymore. That's really all it is. We're just tired of the argument. We're just tired. We we still hate the the delays. That's like, really that's really tender. This is our next title here. Our next article here is Netflix is finally going to stream the second season of of Great Pretender for the rest of the world on November twenty fifth. We've been waiting for literally what four months now for this second batch. It's like it's like that's that's that is really where the the um the root of what what my frustration with it. I mean, even if even if what uh, if Andrew what Andrew said is true, I'm I'm happy. That's fine. But the really the root of it is I don't like the fact that I have to wait until the end of the season to watch the entire thing all at one time. I don't have time to we're we're already arguing about whether or not we have time to watch the entire season that's out right now. And the, there's one more thing that we're going to have to wait until the end of the season. And now we have Great Pretender dropping in the middle of this really busy yeah. season. It's like, I would have loved to watch this literally last month when there was very little to watch. <laughs> instead, you're instead you're dropping Great Pretender in the middle of a season that has literally like 45 shows in it. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> I really want to watch Great Pretender, though. But yeah, that's, that's the next article, is, or the next news, is that Netflix is set to stream the second season of Great Pretender outside Japan on November 25th. It's technically not the second season. It's just the second half of it um, because it's 15th through 23rd episode. They've already had the first through the 14th on Netflix already. I've watched a couple of episodes of it already. It looks really fun. Um, so I, I definitely am looking forward to having the whole thing available to actually watch because I hate I hate this kind of piecemealing they do sometimes. So, yeah. Have you looked at anything about Great Pretender yet? Mm-mm. Just my gushing. Just that. All right. Um, and then we have a slew of new shows they've kind of announced. Some some old, though. But uh, Vampire and the Guardian. They announced that one. They showed off a couple stills of it. Uh, set to debut in 2021 on Netflix. Uh, it's being done by Studio Wit Studio. It's going to be an original anime. Uh, apparently, Ryotaro uh, Makihara is going to be directing it, and they they did work on Empire Corpses and Howl. Uh, the anime tells the story of two girls, Momo and Fine, from different backgrounds, who meet by chance. A story about an unlikely, unlikely, unlikely friendship between human and vampire race that intertwine with the power of music. Um, apparently, there's more. And once upon a time, there was a... And the other part of it they have here is... It looks like like a quote. <laughs> once upon a time, there was a world where vampires and humans lived together in paradise. Uh, this is the story of a young girl, Momo, and the vampire queen, Fine, who travel in search of paradise. But the Spoiler. only thing different there is paradise. I don't think we were supposed to know that Fine was a queen. Is that what it said? Yep. Does that matter? Probably not, but I'm sure that I'm sure that it's like it's a vampire. Well, the, the, the entire it's synopsis. okay to know that this character's a vampire. It's a queen. Oh my gosh! How did you tell me that? <laughs> well, no. My point is, is, they didn't put that in in the entire synopsis. It did point out that they were from very different uh, uh, backgrounds, and then in in this thing right here, I mean, dropping the vampire queen seems like it was probably not supposed to be revealed. It's probably something that the main character goes, oh, you're a queen? Or something like that, you know. I'm sure. It's shocking. I know. Very, I mean, <laughs> we're really, we're really pulling something out of here. 
I'm just saying. Probably was a spoiler. The fact that she's a vampire is not a spoiler, though. No. That'll probably be very obvious right off the bat when she shows her face. Seeing as how she looks like <laughs> a ghost. Because she's pale-skinned, <laughs> obviously. She's just not, you know, low Either that it. or she does not get a lot of sun, which exactly. is probably why vampires she don't have. <laughs> she was abused by her father and locked in her basement. Why not that? The ring uh, girl, uh, uh, Sadako, has some very pale skin. Yeah, she's... And I don't think she's locked inside of a whale. That's that's why. (laughs) Uh, Next one is High Rise Invasion based on a manga, Tinku Shinpan. Uh, They do have a trailer available for this one uh, being done by Studio Zero G. The unhinged and gory death game manga High Rise Invasion created by uh, Suina Miura, who did uh, Ajin Demihuden. What? Really? This is this can't. Oh no! I'm suddenly. If this is right, I'm going to be very excited for this. I did not know this. I can see that some of the stuff that at the very beginning of that looked kind of it is. Crazy. It's the Mangaka Faragin. Wow. So yeah, that's that's exciting. <laughs> so if you liked Ajin, you might like High Rise Invasion. Uh, yeah, created by. Suna uh, Miura and Netflix. Takahiro. This is all Netflix announcements, Chris. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, and Takahiro Oba, who did Box, uh, finally gets an anime adaptation. High school student Yuri Honjo finds herself lost in an abnormal space where countless skyscrapers are connected by suspension bridges and mask fighter mercilessly slaughter their confused and fleeing victims. To survive this in this hellish world, she will have two choices, kill the masked figures or be killed. Yuri is determined to survive in order to destroy this irrational world, but what will be her ultimate fate? Yeah. A lot of screaming and blood and people jumping off of buildings in the trailer, but you can check it out if that sounds interesting to you. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I I I mean I was okay on this when i seen the trailer it's like okay just a gory action dumb flick you know it looks it looks very high school the deadish uh looks like there's probably going to be that kind of if it happens it happens kind of etchy fan service in it but uh yeah seeing that the seeing that the that they have suina uh miura behind this it does get me a little more excited for it because i did really enjoy ajin so yeah it looks like a lot of obnoxiously over the top stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say nauseously, but yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> well, I'm agreeing with you except for that one word. Everywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you everything, but that one phrase is all I'm saying, or that one word. So yeah, cool stuff. Moving on, we have uh, Thermai Romai. I, I'm I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, this is manga by Mari Yamasaki. Yamazaki. Uh, the Apparently, Netflix announced in this adaptation that they would be using the manga as a base, but also Mari Yamazaki will be writing new stories for the adaptation. Uh, the synopsis is Lucius, a bath designer in Roman Empire, accidentally slips back in time to the present-day Japan and learns about Japan's bath culture in this comedy. So, Isekai to the current times 
Isekai bathhouse. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is apparently the one that Naz is producing, because this is the studio that they have listed for this one is Naz, so... That's unfortunate, because I don't know if we're going to get a really good <laughs> picture of Naz's capabilities in a comedy, but we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Not Definitely not the the test of strength I was looking for when I was talking about them earlier. <laughs> you excited for Rome bathhouse isekai? I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing about that. I've seen I a, think I've heard I've about it a, a few times. I've seen a couple people excited on Twitter about it. I've heard about it a few times, but that's it's one of those that's like so I'm I'm guessing there's some kind of a, a following for it. Seems like I mean I've heard of it, so obviously it has something to it. So obviously at least one person likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard about person, it. So obviously I've heard somebody about it. likes it. <laughs> like I said, it's always like hard to really determine. It's like the whole aspect whenever you see something suddenly be adapted and suddenly your Twitter feed is full of a whole bunch of posts about it, and you're like, holy crap, this must be a really popular source no- uh, material. And then you suddenly notice that they're all retweeted by the same person. You're like, <laughs> never mind, one person really likes it. Let me, let me kind of, let me backtrack my enthusiasm, or my expectations there a little bit. Uh, somebody's creating an echo chamber by themselves. <laughs> uh, the next one they announced was Godzilla Singular Point. This is the anime version uh, that's being done by Bones of the Godzilla franchise. Uh, this is going to be following the young geniuses uh, Mei Kanamino, a female researcher, and Yoon Arikawa, a male engineer, as they take on the unprecedented threat, unprecedented threat with their companions. And this is the one that apparently Bones was working alongside... Who was it that was doing the... Uh, the CGI, uh, orange. That's right, orange. So, yeah, I mean, the trailer does have me kind of putting aside a lot of my fears of them. You know, purposely going out of their way to say, "Hey, look, we're working on it with a CGI studio to do to do an anime," um, because I kind of trusted Bones. That I did kind of trust Bones was not going to let it get too out of hand with the CGI. Um, and the trailer, like I said, it is available. It does kind of rekindle a lot of hope for that. It does. I mean, it does look like CGI with the the kaiju, but it does blend decently well with the anime style. So, I'm looking forward to it. And they, they even have the whole uh, shot girl face with the hair floating up thing. That that is there. A, there's got to be a phrase for that now. Mm-hmm. The shot girl face with the hair standing up thing, like the poof up thing. I'm sure. Did you ever get a chance to go watch the other Godzilla? No, I didn't. This is the DJI one? That's really good. The polygon picture one. Moving on, we have Spriggan. This is a anime being done by David Productions. Also going to be on Netflix. Uh, the teaser trailer is available for it. Literally, I think, just shows a CGI twirling tablet and then a guy punching the screen. I think he was punching the screen. I, I, I think he punched the screen. Yeah. Like some kind of like Ghost in the Shell reject male character punching the screen, <laughs> like future future body armor looking kind of thing. Uh, the manga story centers around you, Omenai, Omenai. 
I guess, a high school student uh, who is also a Spriggan, an agent charged by the Arcom Corporation to protect the ancient relics of an advanced older civilization uh, from falling into the hands of the state of states and entities who wish to misuse them. So, yeah. We'll see. Looks, looks all right. Uh, way, of, way of the House Husband is getting an adaptation through Netflix uh, based on a manga by Kosuki Ono, uh, being done by Studio JC Staff. The Way of the House Husband follows a retired Yakuza member known as Immortal Tatsu, uh, who is living out his post-crime career as a house husband. Uh, he still manages to find his way into trouble from time to time, except it's in the grocery aisle instead of some back alley. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Could be silly and goofy and probably get a chuckle or two. Just gotta, you got to see if he has that Yakuza kind of thing. Probably. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that's going to be a lot of the humor. It's, it's going to be some, oh, some hey. other guy Some other guy grabs the, the, the perfectly ripe tomato. And, and he's going to yeah. flip out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can have it. Oh, that's fine. Oh, really? Thank you. You know it's going to be. It's going to be that. That's going to be that glance, and you go, "Oh no, things are going to go down." And so he just politely says, "Oh, you can take it." Yeah, thank you. Uh, apparently, Pacific Rim is still happening. So Netflix also talked about Pacific Rim: The Black, uh, is set uh, for 2021 release. Uh, they they released two whole screenshots of it. After all this time of us waiting for something about Pacific Rim, they released two screenshots. Uh, Polygon Pictures is still being is the one that's still being doing. The adaptation of it. Uh, the story will follow two siblings, an idealistic teenage boy and his naive younger sister, who are forced to pilot an abandoned Jaeger across a hostile landscape in a desperate attempt to find their missing parents. So. Hmm. Looks, I mean, the screenshots look good. And I think if anybody can pull off a really awesome CGI. Pacific Rim is definitely I would I would trust Polygon Pictures so looking I'm, I'm decently I'm I'm pretty excited for that one I am, honestly I am actually pretty excited about that I, I think when <laughs> I think back when the the original Pacific Rim came out I think a lot of people were like this needs to be an anime dude they need an anime of this and they're finally getting it so uh, apparently Eden's still coming <laughs> I think this was supposed to come out like. I think it was. I think the early the the early talks about. It, I think they were talking about early twenty twenty. Um, but uh, and then we were talking about it releasing in fall of twenty twenty, and now apparently it's coming out in May twenty twenty one. So that's still apparently coming. Uh, and they they did give a new trailer. I, I haven't really watched it to see if anything new is in it. I don't think I. Just scanning it, I don't see any new shots. So, not sure what the point of the new trailer is. Yeah, it's literally the same trailer. All those shots look the same. I'm still super excited about this. I I really really want to watch it. Yeah, it looks sharp. It definitely looks sharp. I think I like the I like the style of it. It is another CGI, full CGI show, but they do have a really good uh, kind of cell shade look to it. So. Uh, it's again going to be a four episode original. Uh, and Cubic Pictures and CGCG is the studios working on it. So, 
look forward to that next year, unfortunately. And that's it. That's all that's all the Netflix news. <laughs> a lot of shows they have lined up. Pretty much all of them 2021 probably. I think. Well, we know like three of them are 2021, then there's like four of them that probably may not have a, a release time anytime a release date anytime soon, so Alright, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into this one. This last the last news. Sony is in final talks on buying Crunchyroll from AT&T. This is according to Nikkei Asia. So we don't really have a, an official announcement of this or anything. So this is literally just one source is reporting this. Uh, they reported that Sony has entered into final negotiations and could end up spending $957 million, uh, well, equivalent to $957 million. And, um, yeah, for those who don't remember, AT&T had previously talked about selling, or was previously uh, offering Crunchyroll to um, Sony, and they, they, they wanted a whopping $1.5 billion, which they pretty much laughed at. Um, we kind of thought that that was kind of one of those things that they didn't really want to sell it, so they just kind of said, "Well, here's a number. You want to try to buy it?" And the, then, but I guess again, if this is if this is true, then they came down on it, and there could be talks of this actually being something that Sony is going to go after. So, um, I didn't really at first when I seen this news. Really, I didn't want to sit here and kind of repeat the same things we went over, but. I did get a couple of emails. <laughs> it's like something like this actually comes up and it's, it is it is odd whenever a news piece comes up and you get emails uh, asking for our opinion on it. But a couple of emails from people that really technically haven't been listening to us for a long time, but they do enjoy our podcast, uh, wanting to know our opinions on it. So I, I think they... <sighs> I don't remember exactly what we talked about before, so it's, I guess it's technically fine just really to hit all my points that I'm thinking of. First and foremost, I don't like it. Um, not just because of Sony's practices in censoring um, video games and Funimation, which wasn't influenced by Sony at the time, but Funimation has always been kind of known for doing censorship in anime. Uh, you have, like, like, when Sony bought Funimation, it made sense. It's like, well, nothing's going to change there because Funimation's already censoring crap anyway, so now Sony is going to be a part of it, so who cares? But at least Crunchyroll was like this one source that was actually not doing that kind of stuff. I mean, they had uncensored stuff on their, their platform as well. But no, I, I think the my biggest concern really is the Monopoly aspect. Once, I mean, yeah, you technically have Netflix over here. You have High Dive over here. You have Amazon over here. But technically right now, yeah, especially right now, 100% of all anime has been picked up by Crunchyroll and Funimation. So there might be a straggler here or there that that High Dive picks up and they put on somebody else's, or Sentai Filmworks picks up and puts on somebody else's platform. But for the most part, these are these are two very big companies that were pretty much buying up everything, and they were splitting. They were kind of splitting the 
the the catalog a little bit. Sometimes one would get a little more than the other. I think this current season, Funimation pretty much has most of it, which makes me concerned that they were Crunchy was already expecting this. <laughs> uh, it does make me really question that as a possibility. They already knew this was coming. But yeah, I do. I don't like the idea of of the one big company having the whole catalog because then we don't have choice. We have no no way to really show our support of one company over the other to kind of show one side or the other that we more want this than this one. So it does kind of create a monopoly that monopoly that I think is going to be concerning. There's also the concern that a lot of people have that crunch uh, having. Sony by Crunchyroll is going to take a lot of the licenses away from certain regions that currently really are struggling to get licenses with uh, with Funimation already. The po- the the only positive really there the only positive that I see is that it does reduce the amount of <laughs> subs that you have every month. That's about the only positive I see, but that's not always a good thing. Um, Having one one company be the big colossal thing could possibly see more censorship and more gatekeeping. That gatekeeping and is what I was getting ready to say. Is the the you, you we already have a gatekeeper problem and it's all in one place and we already don't like the gatekeeper as it is. And I think the the concerns that I have with the the gatekeeping is is yeah it's the. It's the them choosing what actually gets localized because when you kind of absorb these two big companies into one company, the ability for – you are taking the two big companies that actually can afford to buy these titles. And when you look at companies like Sentai Filmworks and High Dive, um, which is the same company again, um, specifically Sentai Filmworks, their ability to – possibly be a contender to say well Crunchyroll and Funimation didn't buy these t- these 10 titles over here um, because probably the content was a little bit too spicy and they go well we'll pick those up and they go over to buy those 10 things and they're like well no uh, we'll just call them Sony. It, when, when Crunchyroll and Funimation become uh, now they're Funimation's already Sony and Crunchyroll becomes Sony it's now we'll call it Sunny Roll. So now Sunny Roll is the only really big company that has all these anime titles, and they're gatekeeping what comes in because, well, who's going to contend with them? And they leave these ten titles out because possibly they were too spicy, or they just didn't think they were that going to be that great. Oh, that looks like another East guy. We don't need to bring that one over here. And then Sentai Filmworks comes over, and they're like, well. Sony Roll didn't want to get these ten titles. Well, let me let, let us buy them. We'll we'll stream them on High Dive. Well, then that company goes. Well, no. Sony Roll gives us this much for all the other shows. You want to pay that much? Th- it's going to be difficult for them to contend. And that's that's another fear that I have is that you're going to have this one big company kind of dumping all the money into it, and we're going to be struggling to see if we can find somebody to compete with them. I'm going to want somebody to compete with them. And it is one of those things where I, I, I kind of wonder if this does – again, this is this might not even happen. That if it does happen, that we make sure to watch for those other companies that are going to step in. If if High Dive is the one that does that, watch High Dive. If Amazon decides that they want to actually get back into anime, which they haven't really touched anything since Vinland Saga. And I think Vinland Saga was just something they were planning from a long time ago. 
watch for Vinland Saga or <laughs> watch for Amazon. Uh, I, even Netflix, as much as I hate to say it, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to watch what these other companies are doing to make sure we support them. Otherwise, I really don't like the idea of it all being in one company, all in one basket, because that, that's something I really do fear. I understand what Sony's perspective is here. Beside putting aside the censorship crap, I understand Sony's um, point. They're going here. Sony, what it what it sounds like, and there's there's a few rumors that are throwing around with this as well. Is what it sounds like is Sony's trying to kind of pick up a catalog for their PlayStation Five and their services. There's rumors that they're going to actually have. If this still goes through, they're going to have like your Funimation, Crunchyroll subscription thing be pretty much something you don't need because PlayStation Plus will cover it. So if you have PlayStation Plus with the their consoles, you can essentially stream Crunchyroll and Funimation all you want. Yeah, the, the... And I mean it is it is one of those things that it sounds good. It sounds great. It's just there's the two fears, the monopoly and the gatekeeping. Censorship gatekeeping. Yeah, the uh, the the hundred and fifty billion dollar um, debt thing didn't ever really kind of set well with me, and I went and looked at their their uh, their financial statements, and honestly, Sony is out of the two of them. AT and T has always been that they're they're considered one of the the aristocrats in in the um in the financial realm so it didn't really make much <laughs> sense that at&t would be having financial problems and sony is is you know so it, it didn't really quite make sense and when i looked at it yeah at&t is on fire i they they never go negative and now sony did bleed out uh two years ago I want to say, but they, but they're they're decently on top of their financials as well. So that one didn't really. When it comes to uh, debt and assets, when it comes to financial uh, big big wigs, they they don't look at at debt and assets the same way that we do. So yeah, they they're they're 150 billion in debt does not bother AT and T in any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, yeah, because technically it's not something that's on their hands. It, from what I understood, it was because they had a lot of companies under them that had yeah. debt. It wasn't necessarily that they themselves – you don't go to AT&T's bank account and you see a bunch of – a big freaking negative number. Mm -hmm. You would go, okay, well, let's look next door at you know, AT&T Jr. AT&T Jr. has a big debt, but doesn't necessarily mean that over here AT&T Papa has it. No, they, the they, they, as long as they have something that corresponds with the debt. Yeah. So if they have something as offset it. to offset it, then then to them, that's copacetic. Right. As long as when when they're in the boardroom, are you making me money or are you not making me money? Am I paying more right. to debt than you are paying uh, out to me? That's the way they look at it. That was kind of kind of how my. The company I work with was when they were they were they were considered a debt company, and that was the case. They were making they were making a fortune, but there was a debt involved with it that they were offsetting. So, yeah, 
But as far as the gatekeeping, yeah, that is that is probably my biggest issue. I like I, I've pointed out I've I have a big disdain for their tendency to not look at us as customers in instead they're looking at us as something that they are huh their children yeah their children you we we are giving you something um you should come begging us and no 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 you you you're you're going about this the entire wrong way and that's the 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 tip of my disdain for funimation slash sony and so capturing crunchyroll which was still Although they have problems, they're nowhere near as far off of the deep end as Sony is, uh, Sony and Funimation. So it is really, really frustrating to see them tr- even try in in any way, shape, or form considering this. And and that, that goes back to what I was saying before, I, that it seems like some of these companies are already in the background um, kind of jumping ship per se. That 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 would explain why uh, Retro Crush is 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 coming out of out of the woodwork. Um, some of these other things that are that are happening around, maybe they're seeing the signs that we're now finally getting. Uh, and uh, is this this is still this is still in rumor mill territory, or do we have any actual confirmation? It's just only one place reporting it. That's why I'm, that's why I was very specific on the idea that this is just a single company, a single group that is reporting this. So it is it is an interesting thing. I mean, maybe they already knew way down the road that this was p- possibly coming, and so they were already starting to. Uh, I think that we were looking at it as possibly something else, but this this happening could very well be the catalyst. Is they're already seeing that Crunchyroll is pretty much done and that sucks it really does because i i do see this this all this all falling apart i really do now i will kind of talk more on the opposite end of this is that to be honest besides you know this whole case with them kind of replacing a few heads at funimation at some point um after a few kind of events happen within the company I do see that I do want to acknowledge the fact that technically Funimation has been its own entity. It is not it because we were talking really early on when they first bought Funimation was like, oh well, we already knew that Anaplex was a part of uh, of Sony. We already knew, and then when when Funimation got bought by them, the big concern was like, well, is, is it going to be is Funimation going to turn to Anaplex? Is Anaplex going to turn to Funimation? They have still kind of technically remained their own entities, and they've they're still doing their own thing as they've always done their own things. So there is still a part of me that believes that Sony, despite my issues with them, they have technically allowed these companies to remain their own things. They're not they're not trying to make them absorb each other. And I know that there's a financial reason and there's a business reason for doing that. Uh, there is, you know, brand acknowledgement. There is, you know, keeping your assets separate, keeping them in different baskets. The whole assets thing we just talked about with with AT and T. Uh, it is not as like AT and T wants to sit there and absorb everything and make everything called AT and T. They don't do that. So there is, there's still the the idea that technically Sony, even when they buy Funimation or Crunchyroll, if they do, um, there is still the the chance that Crunchyroll just remains its own thing. And that as much as it's kind of weird to acknowledge this, 
to allow Crunchyroll and Funimations to still compete with each other, to still remain their own entities. It's a little bit more weird to think that just because um, while they don't want to absorb things into each other with, say, Aniplex and Funimation, they're not technically the same thing. Aniplex and, and Funimation aren't technically the same thing. Whereas Crunchyroll and Funimation are pretty similar things. Besides the fact that Funimation is more dub relation and – but they still technically both do the same thing. So there is going to be a question if they can still retain that same thought process when it comes to Crunchyroll. But again, there is still a thought that, well, they may want to keep them their own thing just for brand recognition. Because, I mean, most people that don't really look into things like this, say if in two weeks – this does go through. We'll report it if it does come to light, and they, they're going to have to announce it at some point if it does go through. Um, and we're going to talk about it. But will most people that are the, I hate Funimation to death, I love Crunchyroll, I will stream Crunchyroll to the day I die, will they ever hear about it? Are they ever going to care about it? That's going to be the question. They might hear that Crunchyroll got by Funimation, but they're not going to know that they are they're not gonna they're gonna might hear that Crunchyroll got bought by Sony, but they might not know that Sony owns Funimation kind of thing. So that brand recognition might be enough that we might see these two companies just stay their own entity. Maybe Sony Sony never touches it. Maybe the only thing Sony is after here is just the catalog to put onto the the Sony platform. And they may not care to even touch Crunchyroll. Like Crunchyroll, do your own thing. I've been involved with companies that um, have been bought out by another corporation. And you know what they said when they first started? Just keep doing what you're doing. We're here if you need us. Now, that can change over time, especially if things do shift. And that did happen with the company that I work with. But it was it was the thought process that if you're doing you're, – if you're making money, just keep doing what you're doing. We want access to your catalog, <laughs> but just keep doing what you're doing. So – I just want to give both perspectives, and I think I think there is a positive to it, but I will say that my worries greatly outweigh my positivity for it. So, yeah, I th my the the way I'm looking at this, and 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 this is something that it is it is it is probably an absolute worst case scenario. I I do see this as I I do see a lot of good things in this. Uh, so please don't get me wrong. More more country roll stuff. Yeah, I, I see a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, cross platform. Like when they did their their partnership a few years ago. Yeah, and it was funny really, funny role and crunchy and crunchy. Yeah, uh, that, it was crunchyation. Yeah, that was a really really cool kind of thing that they were doing for a little while, and until they quote unquote broke up broke or whatever. Up. <laughs> um, and and I do see that 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 in this case, the, the, this is a lot of cool stuff involved in this, but at the same time. I see a lot of um, – and and you may want to look at it as, as a kind of pessimistic view, but I see this as probably one of the worst, absolute worst possible scenarios for um, the future of anime. And I, I hate to say it that way unless a quote-unquote competitor rises up, if, if it be um, – a, a the a new version of uh uh what was the one that 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 they tried to do a, a couple of years ago the 
Sunrise tried to build it. We were watching some anime on it for a while. Anyway, unless another another streaming platform pops up out of the blue, which we're not really looking at outside of Retro Crush, which Retro Crush is not a current anime platform. I mean, maybe they may do that in the future. Maybe that's why the, the whole YouTube thing was going on a, a couple of seasons ago that we were talking about. It's something – there's a lot of stuff happening in the background. If like Toei and – was it Toei and – Toho was doing something like that. It seems like it. It was like a big YouTube channel they were making that was going to have other stuff on right. it. Right. And and unless we unless something happens very soon, if this does actually happen and it goes through, it might seem wonderful for a little while, but just wait until something stupid happens, some show gets um absolutely censored and I already think that um, anime viewers as a whole are probably slightly um, just barely on the tip of um, just walking away as it is right now. You do something stupid. And I'm warning you guys, Crunchyroll, um, Sony, uh, Funimation. I'm warning you guys. If you guys don't get this cleaned up very soon – you guys are going to end up in a walk away like you would never believe. People are tired of it, and I'm not joking about that. Yeah, I don't think people are on the tip. I would I would disagree with that, but I do see that we the it's more the fact that it's so easy to see an alternative that and I think that I I, I believe honestly that these companies at least Crunchyroll understands it that if if they push too hard, it's not going to be it's not going to be a sweat off anybody's back turn around and walk away. Um, they have they have to continuously keep that that trust. It's just when you have another company above them it, it, that suddenly the arm gets twisted and it's something you can really do about it. But I do wonder, and I don't know, I don't know the laws well enough. But do you, if there's two companies under a parent company, does that technically avoid the? Th- the even the whisper of a a monopoly off uh, any kind of threat of a monopoly antitrust won't work in general um up until a certain point i mean they've tried to do that with AT&T and AT&T is small compared to Sony cuz that was my thought process i think that i know there was some kind of arguments with AT&T involving it but i mean they're i just talk- kind of wonder if the idea that if if they're trying to. If Sony do, owns both of them, and they allow them to be their own entity, and they're competing with each other. That I don't know that necessarily gets around well, uh, monopoly because they're technically still a monopoly, unless they, unless the idea that it doesn't, it doesn't become a problem until that one entity that owns the two of them controls them. I think that that's the loophole, and that's what what frustrates people when it comes to antitrust. And that's that's why they're they're having the problems that they're having with like YouTube and Google and and all that stuff is yeah. is they want to break it up, but technically it's several different entities under one banner, which is Alphabet. So it's it's really difficult for them to actually break it up per se. Yeah, because yeah, you could technically it. break up Google from Alphabet, and it still is technically Google, which has holds a lot of power. So. How do you break up an ent- entity that's already too, technically too big? 
Yeah, that's always been the annoying thing with with YouTube is it's like even if you don't like what YouTube does and Google does, it's like they say it's not a monopoly because well, there's these other streaming services. Like, yeah, but none of those other streaming services will ever be able to hold the <laughs> the traffic that YouTube does. It YouTube had to be created through just brute force of of databases being created where these other companies don't have these huge databases to work with and to grow. And every time somebody says, well, we're leaving for this other company, it's always like, oh man, this other company's really slow. And I was like, yeah, because you guys are hitting it right now and they don't have like insane huge, you know, 50 million yards of data services. So yeah, it doesn't work that way. So yeah, I guess that's, that's that. Well, We'll wait and see, and as we as we learn things, we'll let you guys know about it. Um, I mean, either way, if 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 things turn out one way or the other, I mean, my heart goes out to people at Crunchyroll. I hope that you guys are at least see something positive out of this in the end. Hopefully, we see something positive from you too. So that's all the news that seems important to us. That should be important to you. That sh- that is important to us. So, yeah. Let's dive into the community. We have some questions from our community members. Uh, again, if you go to otakusuper.com, at the top there, there is a contact us button. You can send submit questions there. Uh, there's also the forums up there. You can click in there, register, talk to some people in our community, as well as post your question in the anime class question thread, um, or you can just shoot me an email at andrew at otakusuper.com, and, um, or just tweet me. And, and millions of ways to get a hold of us. Like... Um, uh, Hideaki Annoying, a.k.a. Ataku Old on Twitter, <laughs> says, uh, Hi, you guys. I love listening to the podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear your opinions and reviews on anime, games, manga, and the news. Recently, I've noticed a lot of so-called reviewers getting offended or upset when they don't like a certain show or series. As far as I can recall, even if there is a show that you two d- dislike or didn't like, uh, you didn't take it personally or let it get to you. Or has there? I recall you reviewing Angel 3-Piece and liking the story and not the fan service, which is fair. But not liking the drummer girl that kept saying hum <laughs> every sentence? I was shocked. Just kidding. Uh, also, I'm really fond of absurd short comedies like I, My, Me, uh, Kill Me Baby, Military, Plastic, Nason, and TQ. Uh, would you have have you ever considered doing a show on this genre, or do you have any favorites? Thank you for the great work and all that you do. Take care. Thank you so much. Some kind of words. Uh, yeah, we watched military. Um, I am I me? I recognize I, that. I one. remember. I I watched that one. I think you watched it, but I I I don't remember if Maybe you I actually watched it. it. I'm not sure. I think you dropped it. That was very early on. I dropped a There's, lot of stuff. There, so. there is a few shorts that we've watched. We we tend to watch them Didn't when they come up. Didn't care for TQ, I don't think. I, th- I, TQ, I think, was that kind of chaotic humor, which I want to watch TQ because it's got 15 seasons or something like that. So <laughs> 15 like, seasons of 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so obviously somebody likes it. So obviously it's doing something right. But I tend to have a harder time with chaotic humor. Um, so I, I'm willing to try, but it's, it's one of those, I don't know. (laughs) 
but I, I have we, – we have watched a lot of them. We usually just c- catch them in the middle of a, a season. We'll toss out a, a quick synopsis and then whether or not we liked it because it's one of those that um, – I actually think I've watched that one. Um, yeah, I think we watched most of these. <laughs> and I think even with TQ, I think we watched the first season. I think we just dropped it because it was one of those ones where – especially with comedies, you kind of really have to be feeling it. And especially with the chaotic ones, if, if if it's something that I'm just not in the mood for at the time, it's going to be something I can easily walk away from. But, yeah, I think we've watched pretty much most of these. If anything, we have impressions on them. Yeah, there's there's definitely, if you go back through our, our catalog of, of reviews, it, we have a lot of them in there. They're, they're just usually, um, because there was one that was uh, uh, making fun of a uh, an RPG that we technically liked the first season, didn't much care for the second season. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of that one. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of them that, that we've done over the years. As far as an actual podcast all to itself, I don't think there's enough to actually do that with. And that, I know that sucks, but it really does. It, it it's, there's, because it, I mean, outside of doing it in 15 minutes, I mean, cause most of those 15 minutes is that the entire season of one show so yeah that, that's really the the huge difficulty in a lot of the shorts and us doing reviews and everything on them because it just it doesn't end up being very much content to work with most of our review podcasts are on the shows that are you know literally 300 minutes long doing a review on something that is 10 minutes long you kind of don't want to talk about it for more than about two to three minutes because otherwise you're just going to well, I guess you don't have to watch the show anymore. We pretty much told you everything that happened in all the entire series. Um, yeah. Miss Monochrome is a short. I remember that. But no, we, we we reveal a lot of short comedies. I mean, most most shorts are comedies because they're the best thing that actually fits in that format. Um, and the only thing that's really kind of, you know, breaks away from that is those kind of short romance comedies like um, Mitsuboshi. Not Mitsuboshi Cousins. <laughs> I just seen Mitsuboshi Cousins in front of my face. Um... So these are each other. Yeah. So. One room. Yeah. One room is a special thing, though. <laughs> Very special thing. I know we reviewed military or uh, military. I just don't, for some reason, I do not see it in our list. But I seen my, my me is on our review uh, list. So I know at least those two. Yes, we, we reviewed military. It would have been way at the beginning of our show, though. Yeah, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think I can search our website for military because there's a million. Oh. I even did an impressions on the first episode back when I used to do posts on episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> oh. Military that was, was that nuts. Was, that was a goofy show. That was a very goofy show. Um, yeah, Angel Three Piece. It had so much, had a lot of opportunity there. They could done stuff with. So, was that the only real question? Was was just doing that? Was there anything else in there? That was about all I caught as far as a question per se. Oh. Was would you do the do one? Uh, recently, I've noticed the SoCal review. Blah, blah, blah. Um, as far as I can recall, even if there is a show that you two didn't like, you didn't take it personally or let it get to you, or was there? How was there? If you listen to our very early podcasts, I was pretty short with things, but I was never like, I understand what you're saying. Cause I, I, I honestly have 
I listened to quite a few, and I, I've kind of stopped listening to several of them that do it too much. But, yeah, people that just kind of, I mean, not even reviewers, just people in general that just seem to, like, anytime this show is mentioned, they feel obligated to inject themselves into it and say, this is terrible. And it's like, just, just let them be. Just let them enjoy what they enjoy. I mean, it, it's kind of like the whole idea of, you know, somebody driving by a park and they see a bunch of people having fun and playing basketball and they just have to get out of their car to walk over there and slap the basketball and say, I hate basketball. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. You got out of the car, you walked into the park, you went around the fence to the fence opening, you walked into the court, you slapped the basketball out of the poor kid's hand and you said, I don't like basketball. It's a terrible sport. And the kids just stand there staring at you like, okay, lady. But I like it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. No, it's too simple. It, it has nothing in it. That, I mean, it's it's just without substance. But I thought the whole idea of going, no, it's terrible. No way. Because I'm offended by you guys enjoying this. Like, the, the idea that you guys would enjoy this basketball game, you got to be idiots. I it, it it bothers me that you guys enjoy this. You guys should like baseball. This is the best I mean, analogy ever. I'm just saying. Baseball's amazing. <laughs> like you kids these days, you guys don't understand. Baseball? That was amazing. Like that was like predated basketball and it was so much more amazing than basketball no 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 even even worse it they, they they wouldn't even go to to baseball because that's not far enough back into the golden age they want to go back to chess <laughs> yeah <laughs> checkers and chess yeah you don't understand the, the 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 simple intricacies of a move when you move the 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 knight from this spot to that spot on the board and and the the simple dance be, that the golden age had over these brutish it's so deep um like moe. It's, it's <laughs> so deep i mean yeah yeah like literally with chess people chess players i mean they dress up really good <laughs> and they look good like they're they're this is the best analogy ever i'm sorry sharp they're clean shade everything but then you look at these basketball players and they have like these shorts. They're all sweaty. <laughs> they all look the same. I mean, chess players are so much more refined looking. It's just everything garbage about it. Moe, you're garbage moe basketball. You're, you're moe bar basketball players. They're so moe. Back in back in the golden age, where where it, it, it moe hadn't infected so every show. In yeah, the chins of the chess players. <laughs> But no, I, I, I honestly, and like I said, I, I always, I always try to look at everything and from both sides. Like I understand there's a possibility that when you're not into something and you see people enjoying something that you're not into or you can't get into, I do understand there's an element of feeling left out and you're bothered by it. But I don't think that it necessarily means that you should correct that by trying to slap everybody's hand that is trying to that is actually enjoying it because i think that all that really does just makes you look like the jerk 
And I, I and I think it is one of those things where even even when we don't enjoy a show like immensely, like I've had times where we watch a show together, and I just know Chris isn't enjoying it, but it's still when we go into the review, we want to bring out what is in the show that you could possibly find. You don't care to listen to us say, "Oh my gosh, this show was just absolute trash," and I wanted to vomit while I was watching it because then everybody's thinking to themselves, "Why the hell did you watch it, Andrew?" Because that's all I think of when I see those people talk about shows. Like, well, then stop watching the damn thing. <laughs> it, it's but I again we've mentioned before there is a there is an outrage group that just loves to just feed off each other and they enjoy that and that's what they are entertained by it's just it sucks whenever that collides with people that are enjoying things that's i don't care that people have fun bashing things it's just when it collides with those that actually enjoy it there's that's also when it kind of sucks there's also a frustration that it does like you were saying that it, there there's an addictive quality to it and if you if you start listening to and 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 I, and I don't have a problem with listening to the 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 please please try to understand what I'm saying I'm not saying you can't listen to them I'm not I you don't understand how many times I've heard how much I'm trying to silence these people I'm not silencing nobody nobody the the problem is is that when you start listening to that that form of negativity it it does tend to build up and you there there's an, an addictive quality to it, it that once you start listening to it you want to hear more of it and and i'm not saying that they're wrong for having their 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 opinions i'm saying that what what ends up happening is when you get those kinds of negative thoughts you seem to you you will tend to start thinking along those lines and you'll start to critique rather than um Appreciate it, it for lack of a better term because I don't yeah. know what a quote unquote opposite of critiquing is. I wish there was an opposite to critiquing. Well, I mean, we, 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 as I mean, slightly personal, we've had times where it's like, like I, I've, I've been around people that are extremely negative, um, people that just find enjoyment out of drama, not necessarily having to do with anime. Um, just people that enjoy drama and, and I've seen how it affects people. It damages people. And I've learned through that experience <laughs> that in order to, for me to be around it without feeling like I either have to be a part of it or to be completely depressed by it, I had to force the positivity into it. So when somebody is like, this thing is terrible, don't you see what Timmy's doing? It's terrible. It's like, okay, but Timmy's also doing this. So why don't we support this about Timmy and help Timmy find that that is a good thing about himself? Trying to find that positivity in there in order to help people because that was the only way that I can deal with it. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. Is It just... It's easy to not do that. It is easy. It is the easier thing to do is to go, yeah, Timmy's terrible, isn't he? Just so that you feel better about yourself and that you can kind of work through the situation without being the that person. Like, oh, here's Debbie Downer. He's going to tell us that we shouldn't talk about Timmy. It is sucks to be labeled like that. But that is what kind of happens. That, that addiction, that negativity that people seem to like. That has been my last two years of my life as my current job 
has been this nasty talking back between each other behind each other's backs and it just it's it's something that i personally have chosen to get away from um which is kind of a more personal thing of my life moving forward but it sucks and i think that that aspect is is very is kind of a dark place to go i guess this is getting like really personal for y'all and it's just like it's like dr phil moment here <laughs> Andrew and Chris talk to you about your personal life. Are you in the positive? But no, I mean, yeah, I guess we technically have kind of shifted to to personal uh, viewpoints. But I think – and that's been something we've been kind of working for in our – again, if you go back to our very early episodes, you're going to find where Andrew's like, oh, well, there's that – what was it? Random insert show that Andrew didn't like, and he's like, I just dropped it because it was boring. I don't think I was bad back then. Definitely not offended, personally offended by it. But it's something that we chose to fill a area that wasn't in anime. It was to fill that gap of just positivity. Even if we didn't like a show, just tell you what was in the show that we liked. We don't necessarily have to say it's the greatest show ever. We don't have to lie and, and, and say it's the greatest show ever. But we're just telling you what you will find in it. That was different. What well, was interesting, even if it's Isekai number fifty-five thousand, it was like, yeah, maybe it didn't do anything special, but there was this one thing that wasn't cool that was in it. I mean, that was that's the thing we've been this last at least two years has been the only people that will watch all Isekai yeah. shows and tell you that one thing it's doing, possibly just one thing it's doing, that's unique. I mean, even even I didn't like, especially the beginning of the. From commonplace to world's strongest, I still found those little things in there that was actually kind of unique about it, even if it had terrible first few episodes. Definitely terrible first few episodes. And I think it, it, it's just finding that positivity. I think helps people. Finding a positive voice helps people. I think now more than ever, people need positive voices. <laughs> so yeah. even for, I don't want to say for people what people should do with their lives, but I think. Spreading positivity is a good thing. And I think it, it changes people. So that's what we kind of focus on. Wow. Did we just take that? It really worked. I think we went deep. I think we went deep. Uh, let's go on to, again, thank you, Hideki Annoying, a.k.a. Otaku Old. Um, appreciate that. Let's move on to XXX Dark Gamer, no, sorry, XXXDRK Gamer Bacon Chips, Cool Guys, Supreme Web XXX. He's he's not in the dark dark web no more. He's this in the has got to be web. somebody else. He, Are he, you sure? He had to change his call sign. I, think. I don't know. It sounds like he's he's adding he's adding titles, but it it does seem like he's gone even deeper than the deep web. Insert Thunderstrike sound effect. It's I. He's even got he's, he's even sound got thunderstrikes now. He's got wow. he's got sound effects to go with him now. Uh, how he injects that into your computer and possibly into this podcast if Andrew remembers to edit inside of a Thunderbolt thing before he exports the podcast. He's that good. Uh, it is I, Bacon Chips, here again with an amazing intro to give you uh, to give my question. What's the most scariest thing has ever occurred in your guys' life? Uh, it doesn't have to be anime-related. Like me, for example, I was driving down the road, and a car was heading towards me, so I had to swerve out of the way. I think I had one of those life flashes before your eyes <laughs> moments. 
Uh, P.S. I've actually read a bit of Solonen several weeks ago. Awesome. I'm liking it so far so much I bought the physical copy of the book. I just need to sit down and finish it. And they do have an adaptation of Solonen, a live-action movie. Yeah, I think I heard about that one. But glad you're checking it out and you're enjoying it. Um, Easy one for me. I think it was the day I heard that my dad had dementia. That was the scariest probably I've ever been in my entire life because I didn't know what to do. I was just the time giving him my two weeks notice and moving across country when I got the call. And it basically took our entire lives and threw it upside down. So, and it, it was literally the scariest last two years of our life. So, yeah, that would be mine. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm easy. I technically, I guess. I can't, I, I, I'm sure I've had other ones bef- before then, but no, I actually can think of it. It usually is car things. So, yeah. Car things. Um, I, I did have, I was driving down, um, Dixie Highway for anybody who knows Kentucky at all. Um, I was driving down to Dixie Highway in your area. car that does the whole jump. No, up actually, this was the neon. <laughs> <laughs> he had a car that, back when he was in Kentucky when I visited him when I was like I don't think it was in I think it was in junior high school yeah, back you were then. In high school took a Greyhound bus down to Kentucky just to see him and yeah, bouncing around in his car was great. He had like these huge springs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was driving down Dixie highway and it was the middle of winter and it was blizzardy ish and, um, did not stop properly. Let's just say that because somebody was trying to speed past me. I was trying to speed past him faster because I was hoped up, hopped up on testosterone and I was the biggest, baddest person in, (laughs) in Kentucky at the time, I'm sure, and um, realized that I was going a little too fast to be able to stop behind somebody, and I ran behind them. Um, The other time was more recently. Um, This was – rain was kicking in pretty strongly, and I hit a pothole that I did not see and um, swerved really, really crazy. And this one was burned into my head because it's more recently, Um, and I – Worked very diff- hard to gain control over the car, which was not easy to do on a wet road. Um, but yeah, I fishtailed, uh, tapped the back of my car. And this all happened in just last year, just before um, this year began. Um, so it was sh- around the same time that uh, our father had passed away. So yeah, it was very scary. Yeah, I think when you called that last night before his passing that was literally the longest 10 hours of my life driving down here from <laughs> muscatine no and um no car related uh i think driving back from california what was it this last year or was it, i think it was the previous year i hit new mexico and seen snowflakes and out of nowhere it just turned like pure white and i think it was a good at least foot of snow. And that was the first time I've ever driven in snow. So I'm literally driving cross country, going through New Mexico, driving through snow for the first time in my entire life. Literally could not see where the road started and the road ended. I was just hoping I was going the right direction. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't even see guardrails. You don't even know where the exits are. You don't even know if you should exit because you might not get out. 
That's one of those. That's one of those. Scary and then things. your windshield freezes, and you have to get off the road, and you don't want to go off the curb because you don't know if it's a cliff. And so you find a place that looks like an exit, and then you get to the top of it, and you coast because you know you can't brake, and you brake at five miles an hour, but you still slide for fifteen feet. <laughs> I Amazing. Actually, I actually had in that springy car that Andrew was mentioning a few minutes ago. The trampoline car. The trampoline car. Um, I I had actually, uh, it was the dead in the middle of winter. <laughs> Something about Kentucky and winters for me is not a good mix. So I try to stay away from Kentucky and winter. <laughs> um, but no, um, I had ran out of um, brake fluid. And I was coming down a hill, and at the bottom of the hill, there was a, a stop sign or something like that. And so I came down the hill. I tried to stop, and lo and behold, I had no brake fluid. And so I just kind of kept going. <laughs> and so my automatic reaction is to s- slam it into park. That's not what you do in a car. If, if you ever wonder, uh, if you haven't driven yet and you're wondering, or if you have drove and you've never had this situation, do not slam it into park. It's not going to do nothing. Um, I had to turn off the car, and that gave it enough um, to stop it, per se. Um, and then eventually it kind of stopped. So, mm, yeah, yeah, that was that was safe. It's scary because I, I would have went over that cliff. It's funny because I only had like one brief because I'm I'm a really careful driver, and so I don't really have too many experiences. Like all my experiences with like like near accidents is always like me seeing something that I'm like, well, I'm glad I stopped because that dude didn't. It's <laughs> it's always been my life. Like like literally, I'm not the person that honks at somebody that cuts somebody off. I'm the one that goes, okay, yeah, you just cut me off. I I really don't feel the need to like this is me too in real life. Is like when somebody cuts me off. I just don't, I'm like, whatever. I'm not the person that's like, oh my gosh, I need to honk and chase after that person. (laughs) Again, I know either they didn't see me or they don't care. So what's the point? That's that's literally my mindset is like, if I honk and the dude has a gun, I just escalated it and I'm dead. And I I guess I got my point across. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was like, the only time in my life where I was really dumb driving was like this brief period of time before we moved away from California when I was like just fresh out of high school and I literally was street racing inside of a, a 96 Saturn with a custom overhead air intake and loud muffler and cool glowy dash lights and stuff. And even then, like I was still safe driver. (laughs) Like the only time I've ever like had like a really screw up moment was I had a bunch of friends in my car and we're coming down this downhill off ramp into this light and literally, I'm getting distracted by, like, three people in my car, and then suddenly one of them says, it's red, and I look forward, and I see red, and I slam on the brakes, and this 96 Saturn sports coupe sliding for, like, I, I think I locked the tires for a good, I don't know, 20 feet, and I went into the intersection, like, a good 10 feet, and there's, like, two cars at the intersections looking at us, and I'm just finally come to a halt and they're the the passenger's like i can't believe you kept the car straight <laughs> and i'm like i don't know what just happened and i just like put it in reverse and kind of just slowly back up <laughs> and the car start going <laughs> like wow I, i'm I, glad I, it was just turning red because otherwise somebody would have slammed into us when i had uh when i was uh in high school um i had a 
Camaro. And that was probably not the worst the, thing. To the have the worst thing that you could give a 16 year old is a muscle car. It's it's just not a good idea. If you have that in, in your house, don't do it. <laughs> I was in a sports cube Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, I think every, um, every corner in Bakersfield at the time had my tires permanently embedded in every corner because I was constantly um, exhibiting the uh, speed of my car. <laughs> exhibiting the speed of my car. I, I finally did. Uh, I was pulling out of um, our high school at one point and I did that and came around to the to the, the stoplight because you, you come out of the, the high schools out, out, uh, out getting out of the parking lot and you go right up to a, a, a stoplight and of course, people in front of me are all doing the exact same thing, and I'm like, "Well, I can't. You, you, I've got a Camaro. I can't let this slide." And so, I of course do it ten times better than everybody else, and get up to the stoplight, and there's a police car right there. So I happily paid a fine. He should have at least given me credit for such an awesome takeoff. I mean, what yeah, I was the, the only time I ever got a ticket in my entire life was in Bakersfield. I don't like the highway patrol down there. I, I got a, probably three, um, uh, two times for going right through stoplights or stop signs. I, me and stoplights did not work together well. <laughs> and then the one for exhibiting the power of my car. And it was a it was a chips too. <laughs> Motorcycle cop. It was, a California, got it was a California Highway Patrolman motorcycle cop. It was literally out of chips. I was probably in one of their episodes. Oh. I think that's it. I don't know. Maybe we can fit this other one in there. Takusama says, hey there, Chris and Andrew. How goes it? I hope everyone is doing well. And thanks for pri- providing an amazing podcast. That's all I can hear. Um, that it amazing podcast that all can hear. Uh, I know that both of you have mentioned sometime mobile games uh, that you play, like Fate, Grand Order, and Crossing Void, but have you heard of Honkai Impact or Epic 7? If so, what do you think about them? Uh, yes, Honkai Impact is technically the predecessor of Genshin Impact, which we play to death right now. Um, I tried Honkai Impact, did not like it, but I typically don't like mobile games that require virtual joysticks and i think that was one of them yeah and when Epic i was seven i didn't even want to touch with a five foot pole because it looked like gotcha hell <laughs> and i already have enough gotcha hells if i'm going to get into a gotcha game it's got to be a game that either has characters in it that i like or the gameplay has got to be really amazing and i just don't know anything in epic seven so i never touched it yeah i when i when i went and looked at at both of those it, they didn't look like the type of game that i would be interested in i think the Honkai, it, like you were saying, it's the predecessor to Genshin Impact, and it, that's what it looked like. Is it was a um, play on the phone type thing, and that God, they were advertising like mad when Honkai Impact first came out. And didn't was uh, was Epic Seven or the other one? Was that the one that was the side scroller looking? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like the sprite details of Frank Grand, Frank Grand Order, but it's got like that look of something like uh, the um, Danmachi game where it's got the characters and they go for and they attack. The thing that I really – that always drew me to uh, uh, Epic 7 though was that the 
the animations for like their specials looked amazing. They put a lot of effort into like these really cool animated little super attacks. Um, that was probably much the only thing that really kind of drew me to want to play it actually. Uh, like I said, I think that, I think that, um, Genshin impact, especially if it, uh, it, which I, I'm, I'm going to suspect is going to be cross play, um, onto the switch mostly because the 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 way they worded it on the the reason why it wasn't cross play with the PlayStation because it sounds like they wanted it to be. Um, well, Sony has never been played nice with. Yeah, cross, that's cross why play. They, they they worded it in such a way that implied that it was something Sony was doing that made it to where they were not able to cross platform, yeah. even though it sounds like they wanted to. So well, that implies the reason to me why that, I think, and this is probably the reason, um, just from. I guess an educated guess is what I would put it as is okay. So Sony, they come to Sony and say, Hey, we want to put this game onto your platform, but it has in game transactions. Well, Sony's like, okay, that's fine. They're just going to have to link their, their account to it because they're going to have to buy the, this, the roles on the PlayStation network. Well, what does, what does that do? That, that does not allow them to link it to their servers. So I, I, I want to say that it's technically Sony's fault, but you also have to think about the fact that, well, it's also because Sony wants you to link your account so that you're paying through their services, and so they get a cut of it. So it's not – I don't think it's an entirely – but at the same time, Apple does it, and Apple makes you pay through their store. So that might be a mute point, but I think it might just be protections that Sony wanted to put into effect by forcing it to go through their network. But no, I, I it, that is the – that is pretty much the biggest argument that people are making right now that supports the idea that Switch will be cross-play with the PC and the and the mobile, which is great because I think that's one of those kind of selling points to Genshin Impact right now is the fact that you can play it, like, anywhere on different platforms. And I think that's a huge selling point, especially if it goes to Switch as well, because then you actually have good controls. Yeah. Even though, yeah, technically I can get a Bluetooth controller for my phone but i just really don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> i really don't want to do that might end up having to do that if, if, if they don't do cross play with switch i'll end up doing that though <laughs> i might have to start looking which will suck uh otaku sama says if you have time i also wanted to say that i remember the discussion the discussion about if the both of you should start the fairy cast back up I recently just watched the whole series, and I think you should definitely do the fairy uh, do the fairy cast. Um, we technically never put it down. We we did get tied up in a lot of stuff. Um, I think I posted all the recent recordings we've done, um, which we just finished. Which arc? It was the one with the big, huge, floating demon Hades castle. <laughs> I don't want, I didn't want to call Haiti art, but um, fairy tale arcs. We're close. Right? Yeah, we're, we're like nearly lit- at the end. Yeah, literally, we're going into fairy tale zero next. Um, that's how far we are. It's, I guess it's the easy way to put it. It's not really what arc we just finished, but what arc we're going into, we do know we're going into fairy tale zero, which is the whole backstory stuff. So, no, Tenro is old. Tartaros. Tartarus. Because, um, yeah. Avatar arc is yeah it should be t- yeah it's harder we, we finished Tartarus arc so yeah it makes sense I thought the next arc was called Fairy Tale Zero I don't know well Fairy Tale Zero is technically a spinoff is it yep 
It's a prequel spinoff. That's right, because it was own, it was his own man- manga. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they wouldn't put it in here. Oh, because they put it at the beginning of this thing. Yeah. Because this thing that I'm looking at right now has Zero as the very first arc. Because it's back in the past. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're still doing it. I I think, I, like I said, I think I've posted all of the current uh, fairy cast that we've done. But no, it's, it's not a thing of, nope, I still have one to post because this is the going through the Sun Village arc. So I have one to post still. <laughs> I literally just finally posted the Gundam NT review that we've been sitting on for like three weeks now. So bad at doing mid midweek posts. So yeah, that's it. Thanks, uh, Takusama and that guy that shall not be named that's from the dark web because if we name his name, then we might get another Thunderstrike sound effect inserted in here if Andrew remembers to insert a sound effect in here. Uh, and uh, Hideaki Annoying, uh, or aka Otaku Old, thanks for the questions for the podcast, sending those in so that we have content to give you guys and ask some great questions. But yeah, really interesting news discussion. Interesting questions from our community members. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, definitely let us know. Uh, let us know what you think about some of these news pieces, what you think about the whole Sony buying crunch- – the possibility of Sony buying Crunchyroll. And uh, think of uh, Kimaguri Orange Road showing up on Retro Crush. Are you watching on Retro Crush? Are you guys supporting Retro Crush? Let us know. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff this week. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed Again, we're at TalkySpirit.com. That's where you can go find for all of our anime, new and old, great community, the four mixed top, social media links to the right side, and all that good stuff. We hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Os.